0: Good evening, Bethlehem and saints of God. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, or maybe even good night, or whatever time you're tuning into our Wednesday Zoom Bible Study. My name is Pastor Michael Eton, and I am exceedingly happy that you've joined us for our Zoom Bible Study tonight, today, this morning, this afternoon, or whatever time you're tuning in before i get into the study as always i'd like to extend the personal invitation for those who are in paul's valley oklahoma or garvin county and you do not have a church home we would love to see your face in the place this coming sunday at the 11 a.m service it's a one hour service bring a family member or friends with you and join us right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. We're located at 311 North Dunbar. Again, we're located at 311 North Dunbar. You can also visit our website at www.HearGodsWord at Bethlehem.com and on the site get to know us and also scroll down to the bottom of the site and the Facebook tab, the Instagram tab, the Twitter tab, the LinkedIn tab, and follow and friend us on what I call Cyber Church. We'd love for you to be a part of our Cyber Church family, but ultimately, we want to see your face in this place right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. Again, we're located at 311 North Dunbar, right in the heart of Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. Again, you've joined us. Uh, for our Wednesday Zoom Bible study, and for the first-timers over my shoulder, uh, this is what's going to happen. We're going to have opening prayer announcements, the reading of the word, the introduction video, the Bible study itself, the invitation, and the benediction. So let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you. We glorify your holy name. We lift you up, Father, and say, Lord, that you are worthy to be praised as we learned sunday we serve a living god a awesome mighty uh, living god and we thank you father for this opportunity to come and to look into your word and ultimately father we pray that we will become a reflection of your word in our lives please forgive us of our sins wash us and cleanse us that we might be in right relationship with you, that we might be in right fellowship with you, that we may hear a word from the Lord. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise the Lord. Amen and praise the Lord. A few announcements. Uh, The first announcement, I want to announce that this coming Sunday is Father's Day. Uh, let me say that again this coming sunday is father's day and we want you to be enthusiastic we want you to bring your fathers we want you to celebrate your fathers and uh, we want to thank god for the men the fathers in our lives even the memory of the fathers we want to thank god and praise him for uh, their influence upon our lives in jesus name so Let's make a big deal out of Father's Day. Let's make a big deal out of the men of the Bethlehem Baptist Church and the men and the body of Christ in Jesus. name. So we're excited about Father's Day that's coming up. And we're excited what God is doing in the life of our church. We're excited that we are being heard on the Now Television Network on Sundays at 530 Eastern Standard Time. And I've just been glorifying God because you look at the the lineup. You have Kenneth Copeland, and after Kenneth Copeland, you have uh, Joyce Myers, and then after these multi-million dollar ministries, you have a word from the Lord TV. And I am so excited about being there. And like I said, son, it's like David with his little sling taking on the giants because it's always Bethlehem. We serve a living God. We learned that Sunday, it may not be a mega church, but we do serve a mega God. And this is just one more example of it. Uh, Let's not at the Bethlehem Baptist Church limit who God is. That's why David could face Goliath. He knew his God was greater than Goliath himself. So. We're excited about what God is doing there. we are also excited about the conversation that we're having in our national Baptist USA incorporated, this is the book for the Baptist layman. And these are the deacons in our church, these are the men of our church so not only did we get to man up uh, we're excited about the conversation we have in this book about spiritual warfare and I want you to pick that up at our Sunday School Publishing Board website and follow along in this conversation about spiritual warfare for the summer and we are so excited that God has allowed us to be involved in that God is greater than our experiences in Jesus name so we're excited about that also I want you to be praying about Bethlehem. Our National Congress of Christian Education is gonna be in Louisville, Kentucky. We're excited about heading there next week. Please be in prayer for us as we are excited about going to Louisville, Kentucky for the first time. Uh, my wife's Kimberly's family came from Louisville, Texas and migrated down to Houston, Texas. So we're excited about going there for the first time, and we're excited about all of you who will join us at our National Baptist Congress of Christian Education uh, this coming week in Jesus' name. Well, Bethlehem and men of God uh, at uh, the Church and Body of Christ, we're continuing a series that I've entitled Man up. We've been standing on 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13 in the month of June, and we've been challenging men to be watchful. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong in Jesus' name. This month, we're going to praise men as well as teach them the way God's man should get his worth, You know, manhood is under attack today. Uh, chauvinism uh, has influenced men in our community. Other things uh, about manhood and, and, and men have been trying to get their identity through the money that they make. Men have been trying to get their identity or just uh, being dogs and, and, and sleeping with all of these women say a new uh, documentary about will Chamberlain who's who, who uh, boasted about being with over 20,000 women in his life uh, men have tried to get their identity through womanizing, money power sex. and fame. But these are not the characteristics of what a true godly man should be and we raised. A generation of men who have not had great examples of what true manhood is. And that's why we're challenging and encouraging those men who are true examples of true manhood. And also, we are teaching uh, men what it's like to be true men of God. We, in this series, we uh, continued in this series and uh, we had an opportunity to share uh, some uh, sermons in the series we we talked about man up adam the passive man and we don't want you to be passive man you must be man and make a stand we talked about paul and the weak man and we learned here that our power is made perfect in weakness that's the christian way not and power and strength, the way men uh, try to get their power and strength uh, in the world, we get our power and strength from God. We looked at David, the young man, was a young man who had the answers to uh, the time of the day, the problems of the day. It was a young man by the name of David. The Bible tells, uh, told Timothy not to allow people to look down upon him because he was young and we're calling our young men to stand up and be men because you may have to lead the way tonight we're going to be looking at a man by the name of jonah and he's the running man he's the running man we'll look at that tonight we have several other other messages a man up jacob the fighting man man up peter the reinstated man man up paul the hiding man and man up barnabas the generous man but we're going to talk about tonight, Man Up, Jonah, the running man. Man Up, Jonah, the running man. We're going to be looking at tonight, of Jonah chapter 1, verse 3, 11, and 17. Let me read that in your hearing. It says, but Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed to Tarshish. He went down to Joppa, where he found a ship boarded for that port after paying the fare he went on board and sailed for tarshish to flee from the Lord verse 11 the sea was getting rougher and rougher so they asked him what should we do to you to make this sea calm down for us verse 17 now the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. I read for you Jonah chapter 1, verses 3, 11, and 17. Context is three through 17. And may God only bless the doers of his mighty and awesome word in Jesus' name. Tonight, again, we're looking at a word entitled Man Up, Jonah the Running Man. And we're gonna see three points tonight we're going to see jonah run we're going to see jonah in the rough and then we're going to see jonah rest see jonah run see jonah in the rough and see jonah rest and we want christian men to know that christian men should man up to the service of the lord let me say that again christian men should man up to the service of the lord we're going to look at this brief video then we'll get and to the word amen and praise the lord as always bethlehem we want to get and put the um uh, The character in the Bible on the maps remember the Bible is based on true history. Real experiences with men and God. And most of this happened in the Middle East, as you see over here, this is the Middle East, we see Jerusalem is down here, Joppa. Uh, We see uh, Jonah's hometown, which uh, 2 Kings 14 and 25, Gath, Hepper. And we see where God dispatched Jonah uh, from his hometown. He was supposed to go over here to Nineveh. You see the direction of Nineveh. But we see him in the text today. The text puts him in Joppa. God told him to go to Nineveh, we see Nineveh up here and we see him and Joppa on the face of the scripture in Jonah chapter one, buying a ticket to head towards uh, Tarshish. It looks like from Joppa, they say it's 550 miles to Nineveh, but Jonah went to Joppa and bought a ship that would take him all the way over here past that Italy booth All the way over here to Tarsus, and that says two thousand five hundred. It's about as much a distance between. This is where he ended up between L.A. and New York. Well, no, that's uh, three thousand miles uh, from L.A. to New York. This man ran across America. To get away, the Bible says, from the presence of God. So we can see how rebellious Jonah was. We see this is why we call him the running man. He's trying to outrun God. He's trying to outrun the presence of God because he didn't want to go to Nineveh. The Ninevites were known to be cruel people, the Assyrians and it was thought that they were the ones who perfected the crucifixion, which is one of the most uh, deadly and horrible ways to die is that the Romans uh, were thought to get this kind of uh, proficiency from the Assyria. They were a cruel and nasty and mean people. And it seems like that Jonah uh, hated them so much that he would run from. Uh, either he hated them or he was afraid of them. One of the two. Either he hated them or he was afraid of him. From the text and context, you read the context. It seemed like he hated them. It seems like it would have been like uh, calling one of you who grew up during uh the time of segregation or time of slavery. It had been like. Uh, God calling you uh, to go and preach to the people of the KKK. That's the only way I can describe probably what this man was feeling. We know what the KKK did and and cross burnings. Um, And these Ninevites were doing some stuff with crosses too. So it had been like that. Can you imagine? God called you. Either you'd be afraid or, number two, you'd just be prejudiced. And Jonah didn't want to take this assignment. There's somebody listening at the sound of my voice. And God is calling you to do something that you do not want to do. Um, I can remember with myself when it comes to preaching and teaching the word of God. I didn't want to do uh well pastoring it was pastoring. I think I didn't really have a problem with preaching but it was a problem that I had with pastoring and and, and even though I never had the insight of having seen fathers or grandfathers deal with people in the church and everything that it seems that uh, men of God have to go through doing our times because most of our churches it's like trying to pastor unsaved folk because many people in our churches are not saved. H- Hello, somebody, or used to be not saved. You see, I think it's changed a bit with COVID because COVID pruned the church. But uh, I didn't want to have anything to do with this pastoring thing. I was like, Lord, I'd do anything. That's my testimony. I'd do anything, but I didn't want to do that. Said, so, and I like to say I was running in the church. I was serving around the church. I didn't head 2,500 miles in the opposite direction of where God wanted me to do. I was just running a ring around the church. Hello, somebody. And that's just as bad because if God has called you to do something, you must do it. And, and I can imagine, I did not know all the things that God had planned for my life as a as a preacher. I, I didn't know about... Uh, all of the 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 millions of sermon downloads i didn't know about being on a on a television network following two multi-million dollar ministries of kenneth copeland and joyce myers i i didn't know about all the books that that he would hey had in me to draw out of me and I, i didn't know about having to leave home the place that i love and the church home that i love man it was a miracle in and of itself to get me to leave Concord and Dallas because I loved it. I was eating up that where I was in the perfect place, perfect church for me the perfect city. I love that. I I didn't know anything about any of that. All I knew is God told me to go. And had I not gone, I would not be able to see all of the wonderful and mighty things that God would do for me right from this church here in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, a small town. We had about as many people at Concord as we have in our whole town of Paul's back. I wouldn't know that God could do those mighty and awesome things right here. He don't need a mega city. He don't need a mega church. Now he can use both. But he don't need it. All he need is somebody that's willing to go. And God is challenging us today as men and women to man up and do what God has called us to do. You don't know the impact that you could have. You you're running a ring around the church. You have to give the gift of service and you'll and you'll take out the trash all at the church. But you want to accept the call to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ where you could be used to, to reach millions and thousands of people you run in the church and there are others who run away from the church jonah was one of them ones that ran away 2500 miles in the opposite direction of what god called him to do see jonah run point number one but jonah ran away from the lord and headed to talk he had the audacity to think that he he could run away from God. that's folk oh who have the audacity to think that they can run outrun god and that's why we call jonah the running man because he ran oh he wasn't good at, at, at the 100 yard dash or the 40 or the marathons i, I think marathons are like 26 this man ran thousands of miles away, trying to get away from the presence of God, but he didn't know that he couldn't outrun God. And I'm here to tell you tonight that you cannot outrun God. If God has called you to teach, God has called you to preach, God has called you to give. God has called you to go and speak to the lost. God, don't try to outrun God. See Jonah run? He ran and headed towards Joppa. And this is where we put him on the map. He went down to Joppa. And we see that they say his hometown uh, was, uh, was close to Nazareth. And you know, this is mountainous terms. So it, it, in order for him to get to Joppa, he had to run down from the mountain, cross over and down to the mountains and hit to, to and went down to Joppa, uh, heading in the wrong direction. God has called me to tell somebody tonight, you are headed in the wrong direction. Some of you know and some of you don't know, but whether you know it or not, God is trying to transmit a message through myself and the word of God and say, you're headed in the wrong direction he went down to joppa hello somebody and, and what did he do there he, he paid he uh went aboard and sailed to tarshish to flee from god two times in verse three it says he ran away from the lord and and and, and, and the second time the end of the text to flee from the lord jonah and I don't mean Jonah of the Bible right now, I mean somebody that's listening that's running Jonah you cannot run God Jonah. You need to submit to the will of God in your life that God may be able to use you in a greater and a mighty way because you cannot outrun God. Jonah was the best runner. I, I, I've seen folk run away from their calling to preach and they run pretty good. Uh, take this example from Jonah. You cannot. He ran all the way from uh, uh, California to New York almost from California to New York cross a continent to get away from the presence of God you can't outrun God Jonah in Jesus name and this shows you how this this was the port of Joppa in, in second Chronicles chapter 2 and 16 and it shows you how close uh, uh the mediterranean was uh, at that time and, and he says and they was they was trying to get some lumber to build and he he said we will cut logs from lebanon as many as you need and we will float them down to you as rafts by uh by sea down to Joppa, and then you can take them up to jerusalem remember Ah, uh, there's mountainous land, and many times we didn't, we don't know that. We don't tell you that as as, as theologians enough. Um, but this was a port. Joppa was a port, a port where you could get uh, a, an international port where you could get a ticket to Joppa. Another thing that happened in Joppa, and I I, I almost add uh, add a quiz question. Can you tell me anything that happened in Joppa? Well, there was a in the New Testament. What happened in Joppa was uh, Peter, uh, a woman by the name of Tabitha uh, or Dorcas, died and and Peter raised her from the dead down there in Joppa. Simon the Tanner, I believe, also lived in Joppa. So this was a port, uh, uh, an international port uh, where you could get away. And Jonah decided to get away, I would like to say, he ran down from uh, from uh, Paul's Valley, Oklahoma down there to Houston and, and Galveston and got a cruise ship and headed <laughs> in the opposite direction. There was an international port there in Joppa. Talking about today, man up, Jonah, the running man. Man up, Jonah, the running man. And then we see, uh, why you cannot outrun God we see Jonah in the rough Jonah tried it says in verse 3 to try to outrun God the presence of God but he ended up on that Mediterranean Sea and as I was preparing for this I was thinking about uh, the storms I'll tell you the storm about uh, uh, this place uh, on the Mediterranean at times it could be a very very uh, tumultuous place it's a place where Uh, What they call them typhoons would happen, and I don't know whether this ship got caught up in a typhoon, it got caught up in the power of God, we know that, Uh, but we can really, really describe Paul's experience on this uh, Mediterranean as a typhoon. But he he got there running from the presence of God and the sea kept getting rougher and rougher that somebody having a rough time now because you are trying to run away from the presence of God. You're, You're trying to go into the opposite direction to which God wants you to go or which God wants you to live. Oh, you want to run away from God? Then guess what? Your life is going to get rough. see Jonah in the rough. The sea was getting rough. I remember about that tiny ship that was tossed. Uh, oh, talking about Guy- Gilligan's Island, and that's what was going on. The tiny ship was tossed, and they were trying to do everything they could to, uh, oh, to overcome uh, this storm. And they began to toss over. Oh, stuff that, oh, that they would make that money from the whole many time, the whole purpose of why they was on the selling was to get goods from one place to another and make a fare uh, for the people that are trying to get to other places all the way across whole oh, the Mediterranean Sea and it got rougher and rougher. Somebody's listening at the sound of my voice. God wants to let you know that the reason for the roughness in your life at this time is because you're running you're trying to run away from the presence of God and when you run away from the presence of God and you're saved oh God will discipline those whom he loves and he was beginning to discipline Jonah because Jonah wanted to get away hello somebody Is anybody having a rough time tonight today this morning this evening this afternoon or whenever time You listen, I may be preaching this in 2023 of June. You may be listening in 2025 or 2027 to this message because God wants you to let you know that you've been running and you cannot outrun God. Jonah, you can run, but you cannot outrun God. Things are rougher and rougher, things getting worse and better and worse and worse. Oh, because you're out trying to outrun the presence of God and also I must also talk about when we talk about storms because storms storms can be a little bit more complicated because you Jonah we know Jonah was in this storm because of his disobedience okay but just because you obedient don't mean that you won't have to deal with the storms in life and that's why I mentioned Oh, brother Paul because he had a desire to go to Rome and preach the gospel and one of the ways he decided or or God used or sent him to Rome was he he got imprisoned and and he appealed to Rome he could have he could have got off on the charges because he was a a Roman citizen but he appealed to Rome they could have let him go but he wanted to get to Rome but he would never thought that he would get have to get to Rome Rome in prison have to get to Rome through a storm Uh, an ominous text that was that was written about this Mediterranean Sea that they were on and uh, and, and, in Acts chapter 27 verse 10 men I can see that our voyage this is Paul speaking I can see that our voyage and he's a prisoner I can see that our voyage is going to be disastrous and bring great loss to the ship and the cargo and to our own lives also Paul told them if they didn't listen to him uh, they were going to be in a storm now Paul was in the storm for a good reason because God was using the storm to get into uh, Rome hello somebody and that's what Tarsus was almost over way over there by Rome hello somebody and that Mediterranean was known to have these kinds of storms and and sister Etan and I saw a a movie that was based, uh, a Hallmark movie, and they was based on a resort in the Mediterranean. It looks so nice, and it was a, a part of those eyes I meant to show you where I wanted to go on the map, but it's right kind of in the middle. Those little islands up there, and 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 one of the things I was concerned about being out there amongst the the islands are the storms. That is a it was a beautiful resort there on the Mediterranean. Paul didn't have a beautiful time because the waters was not beautiful. And, and and guess what? Jonah. Now, Paul was in a storm for a good reason. Jonah was in a storm because of his disobedience. Hello, somebody. These men were in a storm because they didn't listen to the man of God. Paul was in a storm to get to Rome. Hello, somebody. So you just can't pronounce anything over everybody because somebody's life seemed like they're falling apart. But guess what? It's for the glory of God is the reason why they're in the storm. Hello, Job, for the glory of God, that man lived 4,000 years ago, and we still speak of him today because of him enduring the storms that he had to go through. He was one who glorified God. Somebody's listening at the sound of my voice. You're not in the storm because you're running from God. You're in a storm because you're running to God. Woo! You're in a storm because you're doing what God called you to do. You're in a storm because the devil's trying to stop you from accomplishing god's will in your life hello pastor etan i'm speaking to myself right now in jesus name and i'm speaking to other Faithfuls who are in the storm, you're wondering why you're going through. You're wondering why this. Oh, but God said in the heavens, why not this? Oh, they will glorify me through the storm. Why not allow allow her to go through this? Why not allow him to go through this sickness? Why not allow uh, them to go through bankruptcy? Why not allow them to be evicted from their home and have their house represent? Why not? Because I want you to glorify me and I want you to be a tattletale. That's what I am. I'm a tattletale. Anything God does for me, I'm going to point towards the heavens and say, God did it in Jesus' name that God did it. And many times you have to weather the storms as the devil is trying to stop stop you and God is trying to place you in Jesus name so don't be discouraged tonight if you know that you've obeyed the word of God doing everything right you know you're not perfect you're confessing your sins but you're going through rough times you can be in a storm because of disobedience Hello Jonah, you could be in a storm because of obedience, hello, Paul, and hello, oh, Job, in Jesus' name, but be encouraged tonight, in Jesus' name, encouraged tonight for those who are going through a storm and know that they're not being disobedient to God, in Jesus' name. We see Jonah run. Now we see Jonah in the rough, and we see Jonah in the rest. Now this ain't the kind of rest that you really would like to have. <laughs> this ain't uh, the vacation that I was talking about in the Mediterranean at that uh, at that uh, resort there in the Mediterranean. It's it's not the place that you go to rest, but God can put you to rest because you disobey Him. The rest that we see Jonah in is that Jonah had confessed. These were his confessions. He was the reason why they was in the storm. And and he made that confession. And he said, the only way that we're gonna quiet this storm, the only way we're gonna get to a place of rest on this ship is that you've got to throw me over. I was listening to Josh and the message he preached uh, 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 Reverend John Newsom, the message that he he treats, I think it was entitled "Throw throw away the refuge and the refuge on this ship was the man of God. Whoo, that's deep. The refuge on this ship was the man of God. There's some people that you've got to throw over. Uh, there's some folk that you got to stop listening to on the television, I, 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 you know, I kind of cringe sometimes to see uh, some of the people that I broadcast in or with because I know that they're false teachers, but God seems to have me in the midst of darkness to be light, but there's some folk that you shouldn't listen to. There's some folk that are some false prophets. There's some folk, and in order for you to get to where God wants you to go and to do what God calls you to do, you've got to throw over the refuge. And sometimes the refuge is the man of God that is being disobedient. Why do you put up with a pastor that's sleeping with all the women in the church? Why you put up with a pastor that's that's a sex offender? I have heard that. There was one preacher out there in Florida was a sex offender, and, and, and not to say that they can't be forgiven and have grace and mercy, but he seems like he's unrepentant because he does the same thing over and over again, and people compromise because they see think that this man, he's a man of God, and they'll be led astray Oh, by men of God. And, and many times, if you're going to be and do what God calls you to be, you've got to throw even the man of god over to stop the storms in your church to stop the storms in your life that some folk uh men of god i can't hang around with because i I don't want to mess with my god's anointing upon me and i can't just hang around whoa anybody that's living any kind of way i gotta protect my own anointing i gotta protect my own purpose my own destiny and you hang out you're gonna get to where you hang out and if you hang out with folk whoa living unholy and ungodly you're gonna end up being unholy and ungodly in jesus name you gotta put him to rest they had to put him to rest and they threw him over and the, and the calm peace there was a rest over the sea there was a rest over the ship because they had to put jonah to rest and what happened to jonah well uh, we're out of time basically but it says now god provided a huge fish and notice it's a huge fish not a whale i, I just saw a video of a man that they were trying to uh, get him to uh, get out and be on a floaty right next to a, a fish that was about as large as he was and they were trying to get a picture and he he got in the got in that little wherever they were and he touched that fish that fish began to flip and he he flipped out <laughs> but it was a fish about as large as he was and and and, and it says god said he provided God provide, you want God to provide for you. (laughs) This was a celestial Uber. Hello, somebody. Because what happened was is that God provided uh, oh, a huge fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the whale three days and three nights. This was a celestial Uber. And guess what? Oh, even though he had ran all this way away, somehow God had took him and spit him back up to a place where he could go on to Nineveh. Hello, somebody. That's the kind of risk. If you want your right life to be at rest and peace, or uh, if you want your life to only have what John Lewis called good trouble, because in this life we're going to have trouble. All we can determine uh, whether or not is if it, it's good or it's bad. Uh, jonah was in bad trouble because he disobeyed the word of god uh, paul was in good trouble because he obeyed the word of god somebody's listening at the sound of my my voice you're in good trouble continue to obey the word of God. You've heard me say that the devil ain't just gonna let you make it. You heard me say that sometimes the devil pulls what I call a full court press and something that's easy, like just throwing the ball in becomes complicated. And I'm at that period in my life right now where self that just simple becomes complicated because the devil is pulling a full court press because he's seeing what God is doing and where he's placed me now. And he's putting a a full court prayer. That's why I say, pray for me. I need your prayers, but that's good trouble. And I'm talking tonight for somebody tonight, not only that's in good trouble, but bad trouble. And God has the ability to put you and the people around you at rest and to calm, the storm, and he'll send a Holy Ghost Celestial Uber to get you to be in the place that he called him to be. And don't you know when he got spit up in that Holy Ghost Celestial Uber, that man went to preach to the KKK. Oh, and the KKK got saved hello somebody and they did something that jonah didn't even want to do after he he was upset with god because oh the folk got saved that's why we say it could have been fear or it could have been prejudice looked like it was prejudice because he was upset and god had to tell him there's so many people in that city that are innocent children and god got folks saved and that's the goal for the church. And, and those of us who are in good trouble and those of us who are in bad trouble, you're in bad trouble, repent, woo! repent. And God made it easy for uh, for Jonah to repent. You see, he went uh two thousand five hundred miles away, ended up in the fish, brought him back over to the Holy Land, spit him up. And he went and did what God called him to do. Reminds me of a time, and I've said to share this time, too, uh, that I got caught skipping, skipping in school. And, and the coach, the, the wrestling coach caught me and a few friends of mine skipping. And he brought brought us to the office and he said, that you're going to take these licks. I was no, nah, I ain't taking no licks, man. You better call my mama. I ain't taking these licks. Call my mama. I don't know why I said that. That was crazy. Maybe I just thought he wouldn't do it. But old coach, the wrestling coach was a big fella. <laughs> I mean, he, I don't know. He was big. You know, I was sick, I was about 16 years old back then. He I, I bet he was every bit of uh 6'5, six, 6'6, six, six, 320 pounds, maybe bigger than that. And he began to move the desk back, and he said, "You gonna take these licks?" And did you not know that I came to my (laughs) senses? I knew I couldn't take him, so I had to take the licks. (laughs) What you don't realize is you can't take God. Hello, somebody. You gonna have to take the licks, homeboy. Because God has called you a home girl and God wants to use you and you're going to have to take the licks. you cannot outrun God in Jesus name you can't outrun God. Matthew mentions this. This uh, phenomenon that happened Matthew 12 and 44 as Jonah was three days. And nights in the belly of the great fish, and he says great fish, not well, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And I'm out of time, and this brings me to what I want to share. Jesus Christ was telling them what was going to happen to him because Jesus Christ was sent to save the world. The same way Jonah was sent to save Nineveh, Jesus Christ was sent to the earth to save the world. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And in order to be saved, you have to believe that Jesus Christ was God's only son. He died for your sins and he was in the belly of the whale for three days and three nights in the belly of the earth for three days and three nights and he got up early on the third day for you and for me if you can believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins was buried and raised again on the third day then today you can be saved all you have to do is pray this simple prayer dear Lord Jesus I believe that you are God's only son I believe that you died for my sins was buried and raised again on the third day that i today may be thrown out of the belly of sin that i might be able to walk in newness of life i thank you lord jesus for saving me today in jesus name amen and praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, or you're willing to pray that prayer for the first time, then, and if you're anywhere near Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, then I wanna welcome you to the Bethlehem Baptist Church because you've been saved into the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. We're at 311 North Dunbar, Again, we're at 311 North Dunbar. And this Sunday, I'm not inviting you to church anymore. I'm telling you to come home. And this Sunday, again, bring a family member or a friend with you. And after I preach this Sunday, I want you to come down and let me know that you pray to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior in our Zoom Bible study. And we will welcome you to the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. And I look forward to seeing you this Sunday at the 11 a.m. service. In Jesus' name, if you pray that prayer for the first time You anywhere else in the United States or the world, you must find a church home. Again, you must find a church home. Places and things like the Zoom Bible study is good. But in order to grow in your faith and be held accountable to your faith, you must join a church home. And I'll be praying that you find that church home. Well, Bethlehem, I want to thank you for joining us tonight. Saints of God, and as always, I want to challenge you to stay connected. I know during the summer we're traveling and going from here and there, but I want you to stay connected, stay connected to God's person, stay connected to God's precepts. I want to continue to stay connected to the Zoom Bible study, the Zoom Sunday school or in the service in Sunday school this coming Sunday. And lastly, stay connected to God's people. That's why we come to the service on Sunday, to be connected to God's people. That's why we serve, to be connected to God's people. So I want to thank you. I want you to stay connected to God's persons, stay connected to God's precepts, and stay connected to God's people. Let's go ahead and give the benediction. Father God, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify your holy name. And Father God, we thank you for your word. We take it for encouragement we also take it for correction we pray father that we might be doers of your word and not just hear us your head your protection around us keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again and the people of god said amen and praise the lord Bethlehem and saints of god you are dismissed in jesus name